Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As old millennials, we've been prioritizing health and wellness a lot more these past few years. While we may not be Spencer pratting it up, just not just yet. I mean, Emily, don't, don't count us out here. With crystals <laughs> on our bodies, we are thinking how much more we need to stay hydrated. Recently, I started traveling with at least one liquid IV stick in my bag to make sure I'm staying extra hydrated, especially when it gets hotter or after a night of a little too much fun. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Use it the first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel a rundown, or after a long night out and on long flights. My sister recently got married, and as her maid of honor, I put liquid IV sticks in all the bachelorette party bags, and my sister and her husband put them in their goodie bags when we traveled to Costa Rica for the wedding. Those came in super handy after hitting an open bar in the sweltering heat. I'm a big fan of, yeah, it was very nice to have. I'm a huge fan of the watermelon ones and the tangerine flavor, which has an immune boost, even better when you're traveling and worried about keeping your immune system going. They fit easily in a toiletry case or even a tiny purse, so it's super easy to pour one in your water bottle. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone and contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and probably, I mean, I know for a fact because I recently had a Gatorade, uh, a much better taste. Oh, absolutely. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code OLDMillennialsPod, that's OLDMillennialsPod, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code OLDMillennialsPod at liquidiv.com. Bye. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the late 90s and 2000s. I am one of your hosts, Marga Bupard. And I'm your other host, Emily Beijing. Well, we hope you had a happy holiday, one in now the succession of many to come. And we are back. And very rarely do we get the opportunity to kind of cross streams, if you will, with current pop culture trends. But 
sometimes a hero comes along and although it's not the one that you want because it's Twitter, AKX, sometimes it's the hero that you need because you're sort of like, I don't know what to do this week. And this week, we're going to be taking a Twitter, a trending Twitter topic that came across my desk that I then had to share with Emily because she was out of out of the country and this completely missed her. You know, sometimes I say, God bless, love the ignorance for you, stay in the dark, sweetie, just just like how Sean didn't know who Nick Vile was. I was like, ooh, not going to tell you, just you're better <laughs> off without it. But this one, this one has been fun and I've had... I've gotten real joy out of uh, seeing these tweets along the way. And it's been tough not to send every single one of them to Emily because she just, her plan didn't allow it. So anyway, I am talking about the Twitter trend that is, it's it's somebody put out there uh, in the Twitterverse and I did not retain their at, so I am so sorry. But it is um, that one random celeb relationship that everyone moved on from, but you literally can't forget it and think about it every day. This just gave us like a cornucopia, you know, tis the season, uh, a cornucopia of wonderful forgotten couples that sparked such a joyous conversation between Emily and I that we just had to bring it to the people, the people, aka being you, the listeners of old millennials, which we love and appreciate and are so grateful for. Yes. I mean, we got metrics today thanks to Spotify Rap. So thank yes. you. We can now measure exactly how much you guys love us. <laughs> but beyond just like the typical like, you know, downloads, which, you know, God bless, we're like creeping up on 20,000, which is amazing. And we obviously couldn't just do it between the two of us. I mean, maybe we Certainly could. It would not. take a really long time if we tried. But yeah, you know, so back to the topic at hand, which seems to be something that we really do love talking about is mm-hmm. random couples. Now, yes. of course, like a lot of people pointed out, like they had like, you know, Bieber and Selena, which is like not a random, first of all, not a random couple. Definitely no. not any anything anybody ever forgot about no. is brought up constantly, even though he's no. been married for like six years. So not that. I'm talking about, and you know, God bless Kara Berry of the Everyone's Business But Mine podcast, because she graced my timeline with an image that I was obsessed with, but then forgot about, but then was like pleasantly reminded of, of Jim Carrey and Anshul from America's oh Next Top Model walking hand in hand outside of some terrible LA club. And I had forgotten about them, but there was a moment in time where I was definitely obsessed. Emily, do, oh, you, yeah. have, do you have one when you were like perusing the thread that I sent you last night? Was there one that you were like, oh my God, I for, this image lives in storage space in my brain, rent free. <laughs> well, Billy Corgan and Tila, Tila Tequila obviously was number one for me. And oh my then god! I, I I started to remember that Billy Corgan has dated quite some like random people. Like he was reportedly dating Jessica Simpson for a very brief amount of time in the late two mm-hmm. thousands. Although in her book, she kind of made it. I think it was more like they were friends, but still, like you know, it was there. Was, she made it seem like they're fucking pen pals. I mean, it was very interesting, certainly. But like that was for me the probably the biggest one. And then the one that I was really shocked about was Megan Good and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Like I that one slipped my radar, and I oh really yeah I never okay. like heard about this one. That relationship is for the Brick girlies. You know who you are, Brick Hive. Stand up, uh, <laughs> because that's when they started dating, and I had forgotten that it had come out that they started dating on the set of Ryan Johnson's Brick, and those images similar to Anshul and Jim Carrey threw me back into a time machine of what was it, two thousand six, two thousand seven, when everybody did their eye makeup like that and did their bangs with like a side swoop. Like, yes. it really sent me back to community college in one image. But they were a cute couple. It is. Really unfortunate that Megan Good dates Jonathan Majors now. I, yes. That's tough. That's really tough, girl. Like, it's hard to hear. It's hard to say out loud. But we must 
remember. Because he's back. So anyway, them together, though, in 2006, six, seven, whenever that was, that brick came out, which I was just obsessed with that movie. It definitely rekindled a crush on JGL. Mm-hmm. I think for me, that was like bef- before Five Hundred Days of Summer, like that to me was like his hunkiest, most forlorn, star-crossed lover, leading man. Yes. Like complete. But like. Like a hot guy that's also like vaguely gettable, like boy next door, I suppose, if you will. And then Lucas Haas is the fucking villain. Hilarious. But yes, that's that's how they met. That's when they dated. They were a Tumblr couple, if you will. Well, my thing with Megan Good that fascinates me, I mean, because she looks fantastic even like now where she always looks great. But she's managed to play high school for mm. about 20 years now because she was playing high school in like Save the Last Dance, but also played high school in or wait, was she? No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a different movie, but she's playing high school in uh, Brick. I mean, she just looks fantastic for her age. Yeah, it's like her and Bianca Lawson. Oh, my God. Absolutely been, incredible. You know, high school seniors for 30 plus years. Truly. I mean, it, it really has been like 20 plus years. It's like Gabrielle Union for so long was another person who was able to do that. Like she uh, she was playing high school for like 20 years. It's incredible. I mean, good for her. Good for her. I was you know what I was thinking of? I'm so sorry. I was thinking of like uh, Stomp the Yard for whatever reason I like. <laughs> God save the last dance and stop the yard confused. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, Megan Good has played high school for very played high school for so long. I'm impressed. Like all the things. Well, so we don't really have like a strict format, obviously, for today's episode, but I do want to go back and talk about like the number one couple that you checked, and that is Billy Corgan and Tila Tequila. Oh my god. How not how, I guess, but when did they meet and like whenabouts in their career was this? Yeah. So this is going to be in the late uh, 2000s. They were uh, dating. That's when they first started dating around like 2008, 2009. And that's like for the first time we see them in public together at the Bravo A-list awards, it looks like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there's someone even has like uh, Nathan Rabin or Rabin has a whole article about it um, where he had a, f- oh, it's a fake oral history. <laughs> I really wish this was real. <laughs> Here I was about to like come in with this, like, it was, was so weird that there's an oral history about it. But yeah, it's, I mean, it was just like the most random of random couples, uh, and I think they may have briefly gotten back together at one point, but maybe not. But yeah, this is like early, late t- 2000s. This is after peak MySpace and after a shot at love with te- Tila Tequila. And then meanwhile, Billy Corgan, I think Smashing Pumpkins is on hiatus around this time. Like this is like hiatus Smashing Pumpkins before James Iha rejoins the group and like they start the reunion, you know, circuit if you will. Very interesting mm-hmm. time. And around the same time where I believe Billy Corgan had dated Jessica Simpson, as we talked about earlier. Interesting. Yeah, he really he really does have like, I wouldn't say like no taste, but there's like no type for him, right? Like he's just like, oh, I will just like anybody <laughs> um, that I vibe with is who I'm dating. Really strange. And now he is 
married. I forget what her name is, but she's on TikTok. She's like our age or younger even, I think. She's like way young. She's even younger than us. So that's a little... And I think they've been dating mm-hmm. since she was like 19, 20. So that's, okay. that's not great. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a little dang cookie. Um, right. Oh yeah. We met at like a game night and I waited until she was 18. You mean? <laughs> yeah. And I think now, well, the latest with him is he showed up in a Disney, a Disney world, like TikTok this week where it's like rocking holiday season. And it's like, this is Billy Corgan. I can't wait to spend a rockin' holiday season at Disney. And it's hilarious because people our age and old and Gen X are like stitching this video with like, what like weird fever dream am I in that Billy Corgan is showing up in these like wonderful world of Disney like type promos. <laughs> Guess he's got bills to pay and a child bride to take care of. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> certainly does. Okay. Well, I want to get into my obsession of Anshul and Jim Carrey. Oh I God. think, you know, it actually happened a little bit more recently, much like we'll get into it later, but much like Azalea Banks and Jesse Bradford, it's like a little bit more current than, you know, I'd care for because it's like 2011, which, you know, is longer ago than I care to think about. Yes. I saw Saltburn over the weekend, and part of it takes place in like 2006, 2007. They're like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's a time, it's a uh, period piece. I'm like, it's a what now? <laughs> what? Uh, okay, down, down to Abbey over here. <laughs> right. Gilded ass, like Gilded Age ass. That's not true. Stop. This is like goes hand in hand with that girl from my dance class who asked me if Arctic monkeys were classic rock. It's like to some people, I guess. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, uh. <laughs> 2011, you know, a period piece here. But there's not really like a ton of info. Like, what was Jim Carrey and what was Jim Carrey doing in 2011? Like, my, the number 23? Like, I don't even know. I mean, personal life speaking, he was, he, was like fresh off of his breakup with Jenny McCarthy. It had mm-hmm. been like maybe a year or so. And this was like the first time he was out uh, with a different girlfriend, um, with a girlfriend that wasn't Jenny. And Jenny McCarthy had been spotted out recently with like a sports agent, like a month before he was out with um, Anshul, who it was 24 at the time and he was 49. But what's interesting with Jim Carrey, though, is that he Mm -hmm. flipped it when he was younger. He dated much older women like he and Linda Ronstadt were in a relationship when he was like, yes, yes. If you Google this, Jim Carrey, Linda Ronstadt, there is it's it's very, very interesting. But yes, they dated Um, when they dated for eight. Oh, they dated sorry. for how long? So, no, no, sorry. Go ahead. They dated for how long? Eight months in 1983 when Jim Carrey was 21 and Linda Rodstad was 36. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Well, in 2011, he made Mr. Popper's Penguins. So that's where he was at. Anshul, <laughs> not entirely clear what, what Old Girl was up to, um, but they did go see – Laura Linney's new play, Time Stands Still. And that's uh, where you're this infamous photograph of her sort of like l- looking away but loving it and Jim Carrey walking ahead with his 
you know, dark rimmed glasses and his darker coat. Well, and this is like around the time that there were a lot of really interesting top model random celebrity dating crossovers. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Jasmine and Jeremy Piven d- dated? Like Jasmine no. Gonzalez. Yes, that was a brief one too around the interesting. same time. Yes, yes. And I feel like there were other couples around that time of like random America's Next Top Model winners or or runner-ups, you know, finalists dating random men. Well, you know what that reminds me of? When Vale from Vanderpump Rules left Vanderpump Rules and then was briefly dating uh, Chris Pine. Chris so yes! Pine. Oh, my God. Who Like, the early 2010s, this was like – there something you was could in the just water. date Chris Pine. See, this is why my theory with Ronnie like <laughs> holds water. If we went to Cal at the same time as Chris Pine, the very, very likelihood that we would have drunkenly made out with him at Kips is extremely high. Like, give me that back to the future do over. <laughs> Let this woman McFly her way into this. <laughs> into a smooch with Chris Pine and then just send me back. That's it. No big. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's what that reminded me of. And I can't believe I almost forgot to bring up Vale and Chris Pine because that's like, like, that's inspirational. You know what I mean? Yes. Inspirational. That's aspirational. It's almost like Jenny Slate dating Chris Evans, except like, you know, they met on a movie set and they're both like, they're both famous people. Right. So like Vale is just like, she was famous maybe at that point for, you know, being fucked over by Jax on uh, a show that not many people had watched at present moment. But, you know, Jenny Slate, everybody loves Jenny Slate. Mona Lisa would. But her and Chris Evans briefly dating, you know, although, you know, doesn't fit into like the alleged time period that we like to talk about. That was yes. I feel like that's different in a different class than Veil, you know everyday reality girly pop going out with Chris Pine. Yes, certainly is. I want to say the next person I think we should bring up, um, Hmm. I think we should go to because we talked about a reality star just now. I think we need to talk about Brody Jenner and Avril Lavigne because – I mean, both of them, to be fair, both of them have dated their share of interesting people. And Avril's even married to very interesting people. Like, both Canadians on far sides of the music spectrum with Mm -hmm. uh, Derek Wibley of Sum 41, who also dated Paris Hilton at one point, and Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Like, what a fascinating... I mean, Avril Lavigne's dating history is a, is, a, is a bonus episode on its own, really. Like, it's just... But yeah. Did she what date... An interesting time. Did she date Brody between Sum 41 and Nickelback? Uh, I need to Google that. But I think the Ryan Cabrera was right. after. Was also yes. in the mix here, too. He was in the mix. I mean, again, she really has. And then what's his name? Mod son. Like it is just, again, fascinating to watch uh, this woman's personal life. And I am on that note going to go to that page on our Wikipedia because that is really where you get the most accurate uh, information around that. So it looks like she dated Jared, Derek Widley, um, in the early 2000s, and then they were married in the mid-2000s. End of the 2000s, she files for divorce. 2010, you're right, she dates Brody. 
and then date and then dates Chad Kroger and marries him. So yes, Brody was the in between the two marriages. Very I interesting. So. I thought so. That makes sense. Very very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean this one. I mean it's just like so. Oh, by the way, she's a French citizen. I hmm. fascinating, fascinating stuff. Just like I us. Didn't know that. We have something in common with Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm going to move on to J-Lo and Bradley Cooper, who were like they were linked together after she got divorced from Mark Anthony. And I've always thought that they make like a really attractive couple, although I do ultimately think that her and Ben Affleck are meant to be. And they are like that was the random couple. I couldn't stop thinking about that broke up that I really desperately wanted to get back together Always. at some point. And they really do have a fairy tale. But I did really enjoy what, you know, the paparazzi photos of J-Lo and V-Coops because like she was trying not to be photographed. And I feel like Bradley has a very carefully curated. They both have very carefully curated public images. And so I find mm-hmm. their coupling to be interesting but you know quickly fizzled out and it was you know quote-unquote rebound but i don't know they're a good-looking couple they were a good-looking couple and this was like during one of her off-again stints with remember when she was dating her former backup dancer casper smart yes casper smart what a name Mm -hmm. right um so what an interesting yeah because we both pulled that out real fast (laughs) (laughs) but it's interesting because that was that was a period where she was an off again it was off again and so she was seen with bradley cooper and then what like 2016 2017 a rod shows up so Mm -hmm. very interesting time for j-lo very very interesting time okay what's another one for you so for me, I have to bring up uh, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Gosling because Please do because I interesting loved this pair like it's up yes. there with like Jake Gyllenhaal and Reese Witherspoon or Jake Gyllenhaal and um yeah Reese Witherspoon when they and dated. Reese Witherspoon yes I really yeah, I mean I really enjoyed that pairing but yes Sandy and Baby Goose together. They and like so they met, I believe, like early two thousands, right? Like cause they did a movie together, mm-hmm. Murder by that. Numbers. I love that movie. Have you never seen yes. it? I saw it a long time ago, but yes, it's a good movie. And so they they dated, and, and they had so much chemistry in the movie. Yes. That like, is she gonna fuck one of the? Spoiler for a really old movie. One of the murderers, like <laughs> the whole time, you're thinking that like she's gonna fuck one of the murderers, right? Like, but that was just totally. because they had real, they had so much chemistry, and that's and then they went on to date for like two years. And what's interesting with them is he is still at that time kind of indie darling. Like he had done Remember the mm-hmm. Titans in a very minor role as one of the team members, but then. Did Murder by Numbers, but this is pre-Notebook. Um, mm-hmm. And she is pre-Jesse James in this scenario, right? Like oh, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So this is pre-Jesse But this James. is after her other div- – who did she get divorced from? I forget who her first husband was. Um, I have to go back to this one because well, I'm trying – like a serious relationship. Maybe it wasn't a divorce, she, but – It wasn't a divorce. She was in a serious relationship to your point, and I'm trying to remember who it was. So it was, um, it looks like it was Tate. She was engaged to Tate Donovan um, mm-hmm. really, really early on and then dated Troy Aikman 
and then dated Matthew McConaughey and mm. then Goss and then went to Gosling. And that's pre Jesse James. Yes. Got it. Uh, very, but yeah, very, very interesting couple. But one I really like to your point, like I, but I almost always like with Ryan Gosling, I've liked all the women he has dated and, and eventually ended up with Eva Mendez. But like, I loved him and Rachel McAdams together. They were adorable and like very Canadian. And I love that. And then, um, <laughs> Yeah, I just the way he talks about his wife, like he just absolutely adores her. Um, and, you know, they have two, I think, two little girls together. Like, yeah, I, you know, but it was a couple I really loved. And I, I you know, as you all know, I love Sandy B because she's my hometown queen. Sorry, I was just looking at Ryan Gosling's IMDb and you're right. Yeah, before he got murder by numbers, it you know, it's obviously like TV. He was like a child star a little bit. So it's like a yeah. lot of – Oh, yeah. Mickey he Mouse was in Club. that uh, Avon Leah show that um, Sarah Polly was in. Oh, he's in Avonlea? Oh, I yeah. loved Avonlea. He was oh on one episode. So it's a lot of like one episode, one episode. Are you afraid of the dark? One episode. Um, but then after like <laughs> Flash Forward, I totally forgot he was in that too. But yeah, around the time that that movie came out, it was like – the slaughterhouse rule the believer so like two indie movies like you were saying oh he was after, in slaughterhouse rules yeah, after or cider house rules yeah N- no it's slaughterhouse rule oh oh <laughs> of the um the book of the same name oh right okay i guess they're Sorry. both books the the yeah. vonnegut book <laughs> i should be oh, more slaughterhouse specific. five slaughterhouse oh five. no i never mind no it's i'm literally reading it it says slaughterhouse rule and That's it's not so based weird. on a book it's oh, interesting. Just a movie about a young man who finds solace with a young woman, his mother, and a high school football coach who recruits him as a quarterback uh, for a six man team. Didn't even know that was existed. It's, it's like this weird Venn diagram of Cider House rules and Slaughterhouse. <laughs> yep. David Moore's Clea Duval. I'm assuming it's Canadian. Oh, it feels Canadian. <laughs> oh, and Amy Adams. Anyway, oh. he was in indie movies, is our point. Before before his big breaks, respectively, because I think they kind of like come in waves, his big breaks. For sure. For sure. What what for you is kind of the next couple on our list that you want to talk about? I mean, we got to talk about Azalea Banks. Oh, my God. Jesse Bradford. Like like we were talking about before we started recording it. Is it happened more recently than we thought for some reason, but that's just a testament to how quickly news <laughs> works, I guess. I'm just that's what I'm going to go with. But um, so I I copy pasted this from an e news story that came out at the time uh, about Azalea Banks is dating actor Jesse Bradford. A source tells e news. Okay, an insider tells us that the 23 year old hip hop artist who gave a multifaceted performance that is that feels like an insult uh, performed. Uh, performance at the 2015 Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival showed up at the Nylon Midnight Garden Party on Friday with the 35-year-old Bring It On star. The pair looked quote-unquote super cute and were seen hugging and holding hands. We hear the duo opted out of posing together for official pics at the event and in fact separated when asked but then ultimately reconnected at the party before leaving together. And One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There are like, this was like one of the couples that had circulated, I feel like, the most on the thread that I that we pulled this original Twitter question from um, that had the most reoccurrences where people were like, oh, my God, they dated. I had no idea. But that picture of the two of them, like a little selfie, you know, I, know. I, I think about that a lot. And just like, how did they meet? They met like at Coachella. And then like, did they date more? And yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know. Be a fly on the wall. Well, and at this point with Jesse Bradford's career, because really, like, he, he, I mean, he's still a working actor to this day. Like, he's been on mm-hmm. TV, he's been in movies, all that. But this is like after the, you know, like height of his career, right? Like 2013, 2014, 2015. Like, it looks like he's in a few movies around then. Like, uh, it looks like 2013, he was in 10 Rules for Sleeping Around. 2015 he was in a few movies but like it wasn't uh he's mostly been kind of a tv actor in the last decade so it's a really interesting time for him and meanwhile azalea banks had also kind of already had her big hit but this is pre i think her being known more for her comments online mm-hmm. than her music so it's an interesting time for both of them in their career i think yeah, because I'm trying to 2015. I mean, that's like a couple of years after 212, which is like mm-hmm. arguably her biggest, most known song. Right. And uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess, like you said, she's now more known for like her controversial comments than she is about anything else. Yeah. And so thinking looks- back to that time in her career, I guess I, it's hard to remember a time between the success of 212 and her just like burning every conceivable bridge. Uh, but I rem- the last thing I remember, I thought I saw Jesse Bradford in was for like one of those Hallmark Christmas movies. That that sounds right. And I'm I'm on, you know, I'm looking at his, it looks like Mary Kiss Cam is what you're thinking of from last mm, year. Yes, 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 yes. That is what I'm thinking and, of. But apart from that, it looks like he he may have been in a few indie movies here and there, but really in TV around that time when he's dating or with Azalea Banks, he had done a short-lived uh, season show called Guys with Kids, um, which was with him and Anthony. I forgot about this show, but I remember seeing ads for it. It was him and Anthony Anderson pre-Blackish. Like this is, I think, like two or three years mm-hmm. before Blackish is on the air. Um, but they had a, a one season show guys with kids. Um, and then he was in sequestered another one season wonder. So like I, he's doing a lot of TV, but it's, it's all kind of the one season, uh, gets canceled, you know, after, or he makes a pilot. So it's interesting, but I, you know, I think Jesse Bradford's due for a comeback. Like he was an integral part of my, like, you know, movie boy crush era of the early 2000s like i think there was someone who posted 
uh, it was like a meme. It was like, I don't have a type. Girls are girls will say, I don't have a type. And then it's like Jesse Bradford and bring it on with the headphones on. And like <laughs> basically a lot of skinny, uh, dark haired dudes with like vintage band T-shirts. I put him and JGL in the same kind of oh, category yes. of guy that oh, yeah. you have a crush on, you know? Yes. Not like, yes. like a colloquial you. I'm not accusing you of anything that I don't also do myself, you know? So, and, and Seth Cohen, to that matter. Like, I oh, love you Adam, mean Adam Brody. Brody. Yes, Who's Adam Brody. Um, American Fiction that's coming out soon. That movie with – um, what's his face from Westworld? Uh, Jeffrey oh. Wright. Anyway, yes. he plays like a dickhead uh, agent in that. And I was like, yeah. Seth? <laughs> I, I cannot wait to see that movie. That was one of the f- tra- first trailers in a really long time, honest to God, Margot, where I laughed out loud. I Same. was laughing so hard during that entire trailer. I cannot wait to see it. Looks great. But yes, uh, I would also throw um, Seth Cohen, a.k.a. Adam Brody, into that category as well. Yes. Um, a guy that's going to make you a mixtape, which then presents oh, yeah. a problem. How the fuck do I listen to this? <laughs> Truly. Truly. All right. What's another couple that you think about? Um, so I got to give it to uh, Chili and Usher. And Ooh. this one's an interesting one for me, given that she is now with Matthew Lawrence, which is like a complete, mm-hmm. like, what an interesting turn of events. Um, but she said in interviews recently that her relationship with Usher and ending that, because it was on again, off again for a while, prepared for a long her for time. Her- Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it prepared her for, she said in this interview, her relationship with Matthew Lawrence, which I'm just like. Did she elaborate uh, on on how that works exactly? I did not read the whole interview and I almost care not to because it makes me so (laughs) angry that she would say that. Um, But it's an interesting time for Chili because this is like after – This is after fan mail and her very famous relationship before she dates Usher, which starts in like 2001, is that she was with her producer, Dallas Austin. So Dallas Austin, obviously, many of you know his name, was a very is a very famous producer out of Atlanta. Like he founded um, he was a big part of like LaFace Records with um, L.A. Reid and Babyface produced all the TLC albums, um, produced a lot of huge tracks in the 90s, R&B tracks. And they had a kid together eventually. And then later, she starts dating in 2001, Usher, because she's in his music videos for You Remind Me, mm-hmm. You Got It Bad, You Don't Have to Call. Like, it's the eight, you know 8102 era. Um, and... Um, yeah, I mean, they were on to, you know, it says their relationship ended in 2003, but I feel like they dated a few more times after that. Um, but hmm. what's interesting, you know, as you all know now, is that she's with Matthew Lawrence, um, which, again, really out of left field. And Usher at the time um, was just at this point, I mean, like, it was kind of pe- I mean he he had just had so he had my way obviously in the late 90s and then 8701 I don't know why I called it 8102 I think I was thinking of 212 that we had just talked about but um this is like he and Chili be go public when he releases 8701 um and yeah I think like unfortunately you know some of the songs from Confessions are obviously confessions about how their relationship went down um 
but that's yeah and that would an interesting time for both of them couple wise um I mean, he's gone on, obviously, to marry. He married Tamika Foster in 2007, then married Grace Miguel in 2015. Um, And so he, uh, at this point, I don't, is he in a relationship? Is he married? Um, Is he not still married? No, he separated from his second wife in 2018. He's currently, though, He's been with Jen Goycochea, and I'm so sorry, I probably butchered that, since 2019, it looks like. Mm. So they're both in relationships at this point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Confessions came out, and it was like when when I heard Scorpion for the first time, and everyone's like, oh my God, Drake has a son? And was also like, Usher did all this shit to Chili? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a huge deal. It was deal a big deal. Because I think it also was it wasn't super public that they were dating. And it was like, then we just found out they had broken up. And then to find out that their breakup was uh, so dramatic was a lot. And everyone's like, how dare you do this to Chili? But also the song is good. So yeah. it was a little bit of a double-edged sword. Listen, Listen if you're not as troublesome as, you know, Justin Timberlake, another person that you're like, oh, you bring with Britney is like not great. But like also I kind of love the song. I mean, I will appreciate at least that Usher would confess what he did wrong and like admit confessions in his album. And he released a good album while doing that. So like, hey, you know, a lesson many of us, <clears throat> Justin Timberlake can learn. Okay. Anyway, back to the subject at hand, which is I want to talk about Lindsay Lohan and Sam Ronson because (sighs) every time now people bring it up to Lindsay Lohan, she is not happy about it. And I get it. Like, I can't imagine having to talk about someone I dated like 10 years ago over and over and over again. It sounds really annoying. But Mm -hmm. I bring them up because their relationship was it played out in the tabloids, like in a very literal sense at a time that I was like frequently reading tabloids. And it felt I mean, at the time, Lindsay Lohan, this is around this is peak like why did you call Paris the C word? And she's like, I would never call Paris the C word. Paris is my friend. Like it's peak that of Lindsay. So it was yes. very dramatic, right? Like they were always kind of like fighting and they seemed, they didn't they have like, they had like a feud on Twitter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They also had I, like beef with Perez Hilton. Like Perez Hilton yes. said that Ronson like planted drugs on Lindsay Lohan when she was like arrested for one of her, for a DUI. Um, there were a couple and oh yes, I almost forgot after they broke up, she, Lindsay moved in next door to Sam and they were like, oh, she's like a stalker. Samantha Ronson's side of the family was like trying to plant stories saying that like Lindsay was like a stalker and it's a good thing that she's like going to re. I mean, it got like ugly and also Lindsay's dad was in the mix too, making things a hundred times worse saying that he like didn't approve of the relationship. And I don't think that Samantha Ronson's family approved of the relationship either. I think nobody was happy. Nobody was happy. And like, I can only imagine how Lindsay Lohan feels when she has to talk about this over and over again. Cause one, I would hate to also have to talk about a previous relationship that ended decade plus ago at this point. But two, it also represents a time in her life where she had, you know, serious substance abuse problems. And like that, I can't imagine is great at all for anyone who's just trying to be, you know, in recovery and continue to stay clean and stuff. Like, that can't be great. But it was like, I mean, it's just one of those tabloid uh, 
relationships that like if anybody were talking about feeling old earlier, like if any Gen Z or younger wants to understand what tabloid culture was like for a relation celebrity relationship in like the late 2000s, look no further than like the Perez Hilton coverage and TMZ coverage of Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson, who he would like call such horrible, like he had slurs, like gay slurs for Samantha Ronson. Like it was not good. Like it was really, really bad. Um, I mean, to, ult- to pivot off, like to piggyback, sorry, off of your point though, Lindsay Lohan had, had had nothing but public relationships. And I don't think that Samantha Ronson was known outside of like the music world before no. Lindsay Lohan. I think that that obviously was a huge point of contention and a huge yes. sore spot in their relationship too. You could just see it in all over both. I mean, Especially Sam's face, but like both of their faces, how fucking miserable they were, whatever. Like pictures were turned out, like paparazzi photos. Because I mean, we both read Britney's book recently, and the way yes. that she describes like the sound a collective of paparazzi makes, I'm sure it's just like deafening, especially if you're not used to being in the spotlight at all. No, I totally agree. I, I can't imagine. I think Britney's book has given a lot of great not great in a good way, but like great, uh, you know, color as to what it felt like to be on that other side of the camera and like have to be the one who's constantly photographed or recorded, um, and feeling, and, and especially for her, because ultimately she did not have the, you know, as she's talked about in this book, she really didn't have a ton of drug issues and things like that. It was a lot of the media kind of portraying that on her. Um, She had issues, but it was made out to be a lot bigger than what it really was. Whereas Lindsay Lohan, who did actually have these problems and issues, like I can't imagine it anytime she did try to go to rehab or try to kind of, you know, turn her life around when you have that in your face, it certainly doesn't help with that process. So it's, um, it's sad, but I, I also understand why she, you know, much like how Brittany is like, I don't know if I'll ever want to sing again, why Lindsay Lohan has decided to make Dubai her home, you know? Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's made that extremely clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's a couple that, that you want to talk about? I'm sure we've only got a couple more that we want to, that we must discuss. So what's what's your next pick? Oh, well, we got to talk about Mariah Carey and Derek Jeter. Like, that is... Subject of The Roof, one of her better songs off of (laughs) a a bunch of amazing songs on Butterfly. One, fantastic album. Two, what a great couple. I mean, it's just like Mm -hmm. every once in a while, like, before we had, you know, J-Lo and A-Rod, like, we had Derek Jeter and Mariah Carey, I mean, like the Yankees and the Yankees and uh, pop like singer actors like go hand in hand, like since Joe DiMaggio and like Marilyn Monroe, you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a like, it's such a power dynamic that's happened in celebrity tabloids, what have you for years. And so like, it was right to happen in the 90s. And I think this was like such a great example of that with Derek Jeter and Mariah Carey. And what I kind of think was probably interesting for them is as both like mixed, um, mixed race people, like I'm sure for them, that was probably something else that they like could relate to given like how people portrayed them Mm -hmm. in the tabloids, the way people talked about them in the nineties and stuff. 
Um, but like, what a great couple. Because this is right after she splits from Tommy Matola, if I'm not mistaken. I, th- I think so. She, I believe that it, that's the timeline. You're right. Yes. And what's been interesting for me, like, remember when we read the Jessica Simpson autobiography? Like, mm-hmm. it, I cannot imagine how she felt at the time with like watching. This is also around the time like Jessica Simpson's becoming famous, and it's clear Tommy Matola was trying to exercise the Mariah Carey type career mm-hmm. ladder trademark on her, mm-hmm. but with a more Christian edge because Mariah was, you know, he couldn't control Mariah anymore. And it's very interesting to see that. So, like, I don't know, there's just a lot at play that's so interesting to me. But I, yeah, I absolutely loved this couple. Like, I think it's just such a classic late 90s. Um, couple. I mean, how long? I don't think they were together for very, very long, but it was very 97 and 98. So yeah, you're right. Butterfly. This is like, yeah, this is butterfly era. Um, yeah, just perfect stuff. Yeah, I really liked them together. I feel like it makes sense. She talks about him now in a really positive light. Like I know in her book, she really gives him like a, a lot of credit in that he came into her life at at the right time after Tommy Mottola and he was not controlling and he was really caring. And she felt like it was the first time that she had been with somebody that she chose versus like something that, that was put on her, I guess, for a lack of a better term. And it gave her mm-hmm. a new sense of confidence. But I, she even talks about how she knew they were never going to be long-term, but still glad that they dated. Um, I mean, that was just like she that was peak great Mariah hair, too. She just had amazing hair during the butterfly. Oh, I loved era. her hair during the butterfly era. I loved like the um, the neutrals with like a lot of like light brown clothes. Like it was mm-hmm. such a perfect like the even I mean, like that album cover is great. Like uh, just such a fun time. And some of her favorite my favorite music videos are in that kind of 96 to 98 period, like starting with fantasy, um, Mm -hmm. daydream, and then later, uh, honey, um, always be my baby. Like there's just a really good kind of two to three year period of great Mariah music videos. Not to say she doesn't have great music videos too, because anymore, because like there were plenty of other ones after that, but that was a period I really enjoyed. All right. Um, I think my last couple that I'm going to talk about is (laughs) Chelsea Handler and 50 Cent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, to, to give it up to Chelsea Handler, I mean, it's more of like a testament to she has such an interesting dating history, right? Like she just does her and, um, Kathy Griffin have dated some of the most as like truly high profile funny women who have like made a lot of money. They date. I mean, it must be hard, right? Because like it takes a certain kind of guy that's not going to be, you know, quote unquote, intimidated by you. So like 50 Cent makes sense. But I, I still chuckle at the idea of them like being together. I don't know why. But I she- got it. She did recently say that he was her favorite ex. So I pulled up a quote that she had from, I think it was earlier this year or late last year when she was promoting something, probably her tour. Um, She says, quote, yeah, I guess he's my favorite ex about 50 cent, about 50 cent. Well, I don't have a favorite ex. I mean, I love 50 cent. 
you know, he was fun and was just a sweetheart, which is like so hard for me to picture. And he was fun to be around. My friends loved hanging out with him. I loved hanging out with him. It was pretty short lived romance. It was about two months. But yeah, I mean, if I saw him, I would definitely have a drink with him, which I thought was, you know, telling. He must have not been as bad as the person that he seems like in public who is just like not a nice guy i mean like he did yell at randall emmett and that was hilarious and he deserved that that was great but you know like all of 50 cents stuff with like his son and shit and i don't know there's well and then the trump of it all like there's yeah there's a lot of on on twitter by the way which i appreciated he has some you know unsavory opinions let's put it that way yeah i for me, I mean, I, I'll always like miss Chelsea Handler dating Joe Coy. Like that makes me so sad that they're not together anymore because that was a that was a couple I enjoyed. I know. Apparently, they're also still on good terms. If that makes you feel any better, that's good. That's good. Are there any other couples I'm forgetting? Am I missing anything? I mean, there's just these. It's it's not so much couples that it is, it is. Some of these individuals we talked about today are just notorious for dating really interesting, different people. And I got to hand it to people who are just like, don't have a type and are gonna, you know, just date very, very different people over the years. Like, um, I think it's still very interesting. Like Jim Carrey's dating history to me is still very interesting because he dated someone much older than him and then later dated someone much younger than him. So it's all, it's all very interesting to me. How about you? Yeah, Jim Carrey isn't. I mean, I think Avril Lavigne, two Canadians. I mean, two Canadians yeah. have the most, you know, uh, uh, oh God, every word I'm thinking of is not very nice. They just have a storied oh. dating history that I would just love to have a sit down and be like, okay, please. I wouldn't say like Explain. walk me through, but just be like, what was happening? How'd it go? how did it start? How did it end? And then how did you get to the next one? Like, I just have, like, basic, you know, who, what, where, why, when kind of questions. You know, I'm a journalist at heart somewhere in there. You know, I would agree. And one person we didn't talk about today, and it's Hmm. only because we've already talked about this relationship on our podcast before, was Alanis Morissette and Ryan Reynolds' relationship. Hmm. Speaking of two Canadians, very interesting coupling considering, like, the path they've gone. Like, obviously, Ryan Reynolds is now very happily married to – to oh my god, I was about Blake to call Lively. her Serena. Like I was supposed to call her Serena. Um, but yeah, her Blake real name. Lively. Yeah, I know, I know. She that to Blake Lively, and then Alanis Morissette is married to Soli, who I believe is a Canadian rapper singer. Um, but you know, she dated, but even before Ryan Reynolds, she dated Dave Coulier. He he oh. was the you ought to know inspiration. Okay, like, I thought you were gonna talk about Blake Lively, so I was like, I was just like, yes, she dated Leonardo DiCaprio, and you said Dave yes. Coulier, and that was not where I was gonna go. But because yes. you were talking about Alana, you were talking about Alanis, I was talking about Blake. But Blake did date interesting she, people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's not forget the Scarlett Johansson of it all with Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yes. The tangle web we all weave. I mean, I think mm-hmm. all of those are kind of like less people that I think about as more of just like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's who you dated. I really wanted mm-hmm. to pick some like truly random pairings like Bill yes. Corgan, Tila Tequila. Like it needed to be on that level. I mean, yeah. we could have we had Audrina Partridge and and uh, what's his face? Um Ryan Cabrera on there. Of course we could. We could do any number 
of but that circle, parenting. you know. Exactly. It's, yeah, we're not trying to do a circle. Ooh. We're trying to go outside. We're trying to go weird. We're trying to go unexpected. You know, we're trying to be like serving you like a Michelin star level course of like things you didn't expect or like did, that you didn't even know go together. I mean, this year alone, uh, Bill Murray and Khalees for me was an interesting one. Yeah, I know. I mean, part of me is like, did we make that up? Did that really happen? Was that just like a joke that they like let go on because they're both funny people that have a sense of humor about themselves? I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. No and idea. we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Great. Well, we've got another episode coming for you guys. That sounds threatening. I didn't mean that to sound threatening. <laughs> so you better watch out. You better listen, okay? <laughs> but we have... You know, I don't know. We don't know what we're doing with our Patreon. We got to do like a whole uh, evaluation of our extracurricular projects when it comes to this podcast. But one thing that you can never stop me and Emily from doing uh, is talking about Britney Spears. And so we both read her book. And so we will be releasing either, you know, like a teaser for the Patreon or the whole thing or something later this week for you to enjoy. Um, it's I have I have many flags and many highlights already ready to go as if we are celebrity book club and we aren't and we're not trying to be. But this book, some books just like bring it out of you. And this book was yes. did that for us. So that's coming at you later this week. And next week we have two more episodes until, you know, we go on hiatus until the spring, you know, much like bears or squirrels or groundhogs or burrowing animals uh we are going to hibernate for the winter and then we'll return in the spring with a new season and yeah that's that's the schedule going forward for these next holidays and episodes that you can expect and we appreciate all of you we're very grateful for all of our listeners um like emily said we have the metrics to back it up because we did get our spotify wrap today so that was thrilling so thank you guys so much for listening thank you for rating and reviewing and subscribing you guys are all beautiful, amazing, fantastic listeners. And we couldn't do this without you guys. Kind of like literally, because like then it would just be me and Emily texting instead of doing a podcast. So thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook at the Old Millennials Pod, uh, Old Millennials Pod, if you are so inclined. And until next week, we bid you a bye bye. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.